This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to Road School Moms Radio, where education meets adventure. Your hosts, Kimberly Travaglino of Full-Time Families and Mary Beth Goff, the road trip teacher, will share advice, information, and encouragement to bring your road schooling efforts to new levels. Welcome to Road School Moms. I'm one of your hosts, Kimberly Travaglino, full-time road schooling mom to four kiddos and co-founder of Full-Time Families, the organization that meets all your full-time RVing needs as a family and supports all your efforts in your long-term RV adventures. On the phone with me this Sunday night and every Sunday night is my lovely co-host. Hey, it's Mary Beth Goff, your road trip teacher, also a full-time RVing mom to four kiddos on the road. I'm also the creator over at RoadTripTeacher.com, your resource for educational resources for full-time, well, not full-time, any traveling homeschooling families, I guess. Actually, you don't even have to be traveling. There. (laughs) Tonight, I'm all tongue-twisted already, and we're not even on the air for five minutes. Anyway, I am coming to you live again from Southwest Florida, and so happy to be here tonight from wherever in the world you are. So happy to hear your voice, KT, and uh, just trying to enjoy this beautiful Sunday. Where are you at tonight? I am spending my last Sunday on the coast of Oregon. As you know, um, we spent the last three weeks here at Seaside, Oregon, um, exploring up and down the coast, doing all sorts of beachy Oregon things. Um, But tomorrow we move on to Washington. So I'm excited about that. Uh, I posted a peek at my week. And um, um, Road School Moms Facebook group, and Road School Moms listeners, if you're not aware, there's a closed Facebook group. There's actually two Facebook entities for Road School Moms. Um, There's the fan page, uh, which doesn't, you know, which Mary Beth and I use to just kind of advertise what's going on. And then there's a group, and that group has about 2,000 members, and there we encourage Road School Moms to share a peek of their week. And all you need to do is go through your phone and throw up, you know, three, four, five pictures from your past week and tell us a little bit about what your road school looks like. So I do that usually on Sundays. Mary Beth does too, and I love to see what her week like looks like. Um, this week uh, we, like I said, had a beautiful picnic along the cliff of the Pacific. It was so wonderful. We uh, Three families, we picked up pizzas at Pizza Hut, headed to the state park, and um had a picnic and enjoyed each other's company, and then went down to the beach where it was this huge rock scrambling opportunity. And so my kiddos got to do all sorts of rock scrambling. So there's some pictures of that. Uh, you'll also see some pictures of bowling because it is all summer long built kids bowl free. I think I said that wrong. I think it goes like this: kids bowl free all summer long. And you, that is across the country, and so we've registered at several of the places where we will be this summer, and um, it's, uh, I'm super excited that we were already ready to take advantage of one. You know, this picture of these bowling alleys here um, is uh, that you see Tonya, she did um, something that I called ballet ball. I have no idea why she was bowling like a ballerina, but she was. Um, Because she can. Because she can. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Because she can. Um, So anyway, 
Uh, that is the same bowling alley where they filmed a scene from the Goonies, because we are up in Goonies territory right now. So that was super fun. Um, and then uh, what else did we do? Uh, we made a our weekly pil- pilgrimage to Goodwill. Unfortunately, I, in seven years, I have not quelled my Goodwill addiction. The only good news is that I pack up stuff before I go so I can trade stuff in and get new stuff. But, gosh, I'm I'm really hooked on Goodwill. Do you do thrift shopping, Mary Beth? I'm not a Goodwill girl. Um, I think the last time I was there, I was probably with you, and I don't even remember. That's probably about four years ago. <laughs> I don't know. I, like, I, go, I take things there when I finally make myself uh, purge through things that I need to get rid of if I can't share it with. Um, friends that we have in our campground or somebody that I have back home that I'm, you know, holding it for, then I do try to bless that establishment with um, with those things, but I don't go there often for anything. I don't know. I'm kind of, I don't know. I just, I usually, I'm kind of like a cow. <laughs> I go to the same place for the same things, you know? So I know yeah. if I need a certain thing, then I usually know where I'm going. And unfortunately, um, you know, I'm an Amazon crazy person, which I know is not like Goodwill. I'm not comparing it, but I don't know. That's where I turn when I need some things. I'm not a, I'm not a Goodwill girl for some reason. If I hung around you more, I might be, though. But I know it well, is you might be. very good research for you. <laughs> yeah, you, you might be. I am a Goodwill girl. You know, it has been said that RVers store their stuff at Goodwill. So, and, I love uh, that. Yeah, the humor in that is that you could drop it off at one Goodwill and pretty much go and pick it up at another Goodwill. You'll find a lot of consistency in products, including bread makers, which I revealed last week that I got a bread maker, and my house still smells like fresh baked bread because I've been making bread every day. I've loved it. Um, I did not actually wind up buying my bread maker at Goodwill. I had one in my cart, and at the last minute I said, ah, I don't know, it was um, a $70 bread maker, and it was going to be $14.99. It was in pretty good shape. Uh, so I was ready to buy it in the last minute. I said, nah, I think I'm going to wait. And then I, I have a new obsession uh, called OfferUp, which is a great app on the phone that allows you to see. It's like a virtual garage sale, Mary Beth. So for oh us travelers, it's always, <laughs> you know, new inventory because it figures out from your phone where in the world you are, and it shows you what people are offering up. And so every once in a while I click on it, not that I need anything because, trust me, I don't need a thing. But And then there was my the same exact um, bread maker. It was $5, and it was new in the box. It had never been used. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, Jesus. So I went and picked up my bread maker from Tillamook and have been making bread ever since. So offer up, really cool. And more importantly, this is a great site to unload things quickly. Um, so if you're in an area, let's say for three weeks, and you know you want to get rid of some stuff, go ahead and go to offer up and load your stuff up right when you get there. I promise you, it'll probably be gone before you drive away. So that's my offer up story. Oh my goodness, you did not need an offer up. Let me just tell you that. Well, before we get we get to talking about that obsession, let me just tell you real quickly about my road school week that began with my oldest getting his driver's license. If you see my picture, then you see that was the first picture from the beginning of our week, and he got his driver's license on Monday, so that's an all-new experience for me. I've went through, um, I don't know how many bottles of stomach medicine this week. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I have let him drive a couple times by himself, once with his brother, 
and it is a really a new experience. I'll have to tell you that. Um, and what else do we do this week? My girls are obsessed with slime, so we have now um, enjoyed and tested out probably just about every slime recipe there is out there. And uh, we've had a lot of fun with that. And now we're into storing slime, which, you know, as you know, Kimberly, there's so much room in your RV that what you really need is seven more kinds of things to store and seven more kinds of those things to figure out how to make room for. So that's another thing that we've been doing this week. And, uh, you know, we I said last week, so you, you probably jinxed yourself because I said last week, oh, this is my last week in southwest Florida. We're heading north. And, of course... Just a few more repairs had to be bestowed upon our RV, which is okay. We're where we're supposed to be, just like you always say. But hopefully we're through the repairs. Our beloved repair person that we um, know and trust here in the southwest Fort Myers area was here for the last time, we hope, on Thursday, and we are now ready to go. We've done the fire drill to launch now twice in the last two weeks, so we're very ready to roll on. Oh. Well, you know, if I have ginked myself, I'm totally cool with it because you and I know that you're always where you need to be. So I did see your pictures of uh, Tyler with his license. I did have a mini heart attack on your behalf, especially with the picture of Tyler and Tanner driving off. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, I'm exactly. telling you. You just wait. I mean, I'm, you know, I mean, everybody's like, oh, you know, this is their time and they deserve it. And yeah, I don't, you can all say all that and everybody can say all they want, but so you're the mama's heart standing there. I mean, literally it was on the ground. Like I couldn't even move. I was paralyzed and I don't know if it was, I'm sure part of it was fear, part of it was just all kinds of emotions. And I was just, you know, just the fact that he was driving off, but then knowing that he was driving off with another one of my kids. And it was so funny today. Taylor, one of the girls, said, can you take me to the pilot to get gum, which honestly, from where we are, and I see, KT, you've been here before, what is it, three blocks, <laughs> and it's not on a major road, I mean, it's really just up the road, and begin to think about that, it's too much, too much, too soon. Oh, goodness, oh, goodness, yeah, I know, and I, in my house, they were all cheering, cheering for Tyler, and you know, because it means each of them are one step closer to the same thing. And I was thinking, oh, better you than me there, Beth. Better you than me. <laughs> Yay me. Yay for me for that. Mm-hmm. 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 So what else is okay. going on where you are? Oh, I have to tell you real quickly, you mentioned Till in the Hook, and it made me remember um, that I have an Oregon Lighthouse study guide. And when one of the other, I think it was Heather Gebbia, um, within the last couple of weeks, emailed me about that Oregon Lighthouse study guide that I'd done. That was the very first one that I ever done, and um, I just have to mention it because I look, I was looking at it today. I hadn't actually looked at it in a long time, and I was surprised at how much information is in there. I forgot what I forget what I write about. So, um, in honor of your last week here, there in the Oregon coast. If you're listening tonight, even if you're on a replay and you'd like to check out that study guide, email me, info at roadtripteacher.com, and I'll be glad to send you a free copy. Oh, that's really good news. I love that. Um, Fun. Those study guides are so fun. And like you said at the top of the broadcast, they're not just for traveling families. They're for any family that has ever gotten in the car and gone somewhere. (laughs) So (laughs) if you are a family that has gotten in the car and gone somewhere, then I strongly urge you to go to Mary Beth Learning Shoppy. I like to call it the Shoppy because there's two P's, two P's and an E. So the Shoppy, <laughs> and uh, go get yourself 
um, some study guides from the Retro Teacher. Very cool. Well, you know, we are in the last final days of our once-a-year membership sale. I'm happy to tell you that, that we've had a lot of families taking advantage of the membership sale. Normally, full-time families' annual membership is $45 a year, but one time a year, usually in the summer, we discount it. And right now, it's 20% off, um, making it $36 for a whole year of full-time families' membership. That's less than, well, that is $3 a month. And uh, the amount of savings that you could accumulate through your membership is actually in the thousands of dollars. We've added it up one day. So if you took advantage of every offer, you could save well over $1,000 with your membership. So um, I, in, I encourage you, if you are looking for, if you're on the fence about a full-time families membership, this is the time to join because uh, once the sale is over, we won't run it for another year. And uh, what, along with saving thousands of dollars, the membership gives you access to our wonderful list of nationwide events. Specifically, we've got a uh, solar fest coming up in Bend, Oregon. We've got the Albuquerque Balloon Fiesta at um, uh, in uh, Albuquerque in October. And also at the end of October, we have two lovely gals leading a um, Halloween hangout, our second annual Halloween hangout. That's going to be in Myrtle Beach. The weather's going to be perfect. The campground's awesome. Uh, Jill and um, Lisa are heading that up, and they are two of the most creative uh, road school mamas you ever want to meet. Super fun. So go ahead and uh, get to our upcoming events tab and check out what's coming up. We also have the um, road school moms uh, go away with chicks, cruise chicks, uh, the Ladies Christian Cruise Retreat in November that a bunch of us will be going on. Oh, all good things. So uh, check it out. And uh, if you're not a member yet, go ahead and sign up for membership. It's a great time to do so. And Mary Beth, you have um, a solar fest coming up too, right? We do. Um, our road trip teacher crew is going to be in Carbondale, Illinois. That is one of the longest durations of totality in the United States for that great American eclipse. Um, next month in August, and we do still have a few spots left. And speaking of the awesome full-time families membership deal, if you are a membership of full-time families, um, we will give you a 20% dis um, discount off of your total Solar Fest package in Carbondale. So you can save money um, that 20% on your STF membership, and then that saves you 20% on our package as well. So it's a great time to register for both if you're going to be in the Midwest. And speaking of that, Solar Fest, I just posted in our Road School Moms group a free resource um, that NASA actually um, posted from their website on activities and experiments for the Great American Eclipse. There's several resources within that um, document that I just posted in our Road School Moms group. So if you are going to be participating in the eclipse anywhere in the country, then um, download that now because it has all kinds of really fun projects and information in there for that. And let's see, you mentioned all things about the summer and all the events that's going on, and those are going to all be leading up to uh, most of us will be starting this fall, another successful road school. Um, maybe you're still road schooling this summer, or maybe you're taking a break, um, but no matter what, I'm sure that we're all looking forward to the beginning of a new year, so to speak, in the fall. And so Katie and I have been spending the last, oh my goodness, was this the last, I think we've had um, close to 10 or 11 shows this season already on planning successful homeschool year. This is um, actually episode 136 of Road School Moms. 
um, in totality. And um, those previous podcasts you can find in our library over at iTunes or right there on our website at roseschoolmoms.com. And we'd like to give a shout-out to Time for Learning, our official sponsor um, for Season 10 here at Road School Moms. And we'll take just a moment and hear a few words from them. Pave the way for your emerging reader with Time for Learning's engaging online curriculum. Our comprehensive approach helps your little one learn to read by developing phonemic awareness and reading fluency with multiple sensory reinforcements, including interactive, visual activities, and printable worksheets. For older students, our language arts and English curriculum builds vocabulary, writing, grammar, and reading comprehension skills. Try us out free for 14 days and see for yourself. Visit timeforlearning.com and enter coupon code ROADSCHOOLER. Here's a short story. Um, Time for Learning is our sponsor. They offer a great online on-demand curriculum for homeschoolers and road schoolers. And don't take our word for it. Go figure it out yourself because all Road School Moms listeners get a free two-week full-access trial to their program using the promo code ROADSCHOOLER. So that's ROADSCHOOL within the ER at the end of it. So go ahead and go to Time for Learning. Utilize the promo code, and um, you'll be on your way to figuring out if Time for Learning is the right fit for your family. That's awesome. Awesome information. So speaking of our series on planning a successful road school year, Katie, I don't know about you, but um, I usually feel like I have a handle on pretty much all the subjects in my road school, but the one that always creeps up that I'm always underconfident about and probably because I have at least one of my road school that struggles with this subject, and that is math. Do you struggle with math in your house, KT? Uh, we do have some math excellers and some math underachievers in this house. So, yes, I know of what you think. <laughs> Us too. So we're so excited tonight to be um, joined by um, Dennis Danola. He is Dr. D. Math. KT, is he on the line yet? He is. I'm here. Hi. Hi, hey, Dr. Dennis. D. Math. Welcome to Rose. Yeah, I'm just, so I'm happy just happy Mr. D. I'm happy to be here. I'm just Mr. D. I just tell people I play a doctor on TV, but in real life, it's just Mr. D. <laughs> Good to know. Well, Mr. D., why don't you tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself? Okie doke. Well, hello, everyone. And first of all, I'm so happy to be here and, and uh, hang with Mary Beth and KT tonight. This is awesome. Uh, I have been edu- in education since 1988, so I'm kind of a you know old timer in the business, and I taught public school for several years. Um, oh, a little over 10 years ago, I discovered the technology to start writing my own curriculum, and where I wanted to be was in the homeschool market. So I started writing courses for middle school and high schoolers, and those courses have now become a completely 100% online web-based program for students from that we have courses from pre-algebra to pre-calculus. And we also do SAT and ACT prep and other kinds of test preparation. And we, with our, we have a self-paced program, but we also have live online classes that students can join us remotely. And now they are, well, we're actually international now, which is kind of cool. We've got students now that uh, they're from different countries, but predominantly most of our students are everywhere from Florida up to Alaska now. So we're all over the U.S. So that's me in the background. That's awesome. Well, you mentioned that you've been an educator for more than 25 years, so that gives you all kinds of knowledge that you can share with our listeners. Um, can you give us a general idea of the different ways that kids learn math? And specifically, you know, what, what what those types are. And does that change at all as they get older and more proficient in the basics of the subject? 
Yeah, it's a great question. And the first thing is, it's like your taste buds, right? You, you're young. I know when I was young, I didn't like vegetables. And I'm not crazy about them yet as I got older, but I have a much more appreciation for them. So even for, I think, young people in math, it's the same. But the biggest thing that I, that I look at and see as students, especially as they get older, is really identifying as they're young, identify their learning styles. And their learning styles, it's pretty typical. You know, you're going you're gonna to have your auditory learners, you're going to have your visual learners, your hands-on learners. And that over time, do things change as they're, it, I think it is a lot like the way that, as with anything, as we get older, we start to find out what we're more interested in. We start to notice that we, we hone in on our learning style. And so we'll keep learning that way. And as things, as people get older, definitely as they get more proficient, things do change. Um, they don't need to do as much of the review, review, review as they do now that they want to start doing the thinking on the new kinds of concepts they're seeing. But the way that they do their thinking all reverts back to how they learn. So I, I hope that answers your question. It did. Um, okay, so what if you have a road schooler, homeschooler who um, just declares flat out, I don't like math? Then what? <laughs> um, well, the first thing is to um, it, that let them let uh, for moms. It's okay. Um, it's okay that they don't like something. You know, there's plenty of things that I have, have done in my life that I wasn't crazy about. Um, and one thing that I found for myself, even even as I was a student, and sometimes it's, you know, sometimes the teacher makes a difference or a way that someone explains it makes a difference or a particular kind of curriculum makes a difference. And so, you know, for me, it's going back to that learning style and finding out how the young person learns and what makes the biggest difference for them so that they can hear it in a way that it makes sense to them. And I find more and more that I have so many students that they come in and they're the, you know, I don't like math and you can't make me kind of young people. And by the end of, uh, by the time they're done with the course, they're like, you know, this wasn't so bad, and I learned something, and I feel better about it. I feel better about myself. So I think a lot of times it's first, the very first thing, absolutely, that it's okay to start there, and it's not a problem, and there's nothing wrong with not liking it. And then it's starting to look as a mom, okay, well, what would make a difference for my young person? How do they learn, and what what do what would make something that they enjoy doing where they could actually see where math might come into play? And as they can start to relate it to their own life then they start to develop their own appreciation for it. And it may be, you know, like opera, right? You may never, ever love opera, but you might appreciate it over time. Well, that makes all kinds of sense. So I loved your analogy about vegetables because that is kind of um, a comparison to math. You know, you don't like vegetables, but you learn to like them, and maybe you don't like math, but you learn to figure it out somehow. So what do you say to a new homeschool mom that doesn't really know where to start for math. How can she determine where her kids are at as far as a level of placement or, you know, where she should start? Yeah. I'm, you know, I travel all over the U.S. right now, and I'm actually in the in the U.S. for about four months, um, and I've been to so many different homeschool conventions. And you always see moms when they come to the homeschool convention, and you can just tell the new moms. It's like they got that kind of glazed-over look in their eye like, oh, what am I doing here? And, how am I ever going to figure this out? But again, it's, you know, first of all, if you're a brand new homeschool mom, you're, you're my heroes and thank you for doing what you're doing because you made, already made the right choice. So from there, just knowing that, take a breath and start looking. And again, it's, you know, talk to other homeschool moms, listen to podcasts like you're doing now, hear what other people 
what they use, what they like, and ask them why they like it. And always, I always go back to what kind of learner do you have? Because not all math programs fit all learning styles. I was very sensitive to that when I was creating my program because I really wanted to make sure that as many learning styles as possible could use it and have success with it. And so it's, you know, you, you might have, you might have four children in your family and you're going to have one that likes one particular math program and the next one doesn't. And it really is for them. Um, if you're brand new, uh, learn about how your child learns. Um, they may not do it the way you do it. And that might be the hottest tip of all because you learned it a particular way. That may not work for your young person and it will save you a lot of frustration to know that because they don't learn that way doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong. It just means they just don't learn the way that you do. And you just look for how does it work for them. You know, that's a really good point, and you've mentioned it twice. So I, homeschool moms and road school moms who are tuning in, I hope that you're paying attention. And if you're daunted by trying to figure out how your child learns, don't worry. There's a show for that. Mary Beth will put it in the show notes for us. But it was uh, figuring out what kind of learner you have in your road school and figuring out, road school moms, what kind of learner you are so that you and your um, road schooler can speak the same language. Um, our workbooks, Mr. D, in your estimation, a good answer for homeschool moms to help students build a strong math, math foundation. They, for me, anytime young people are writing things down, that's always good. Does it have to be in a workbook? It, it depends. And again, it, it's going to come back to, is that, does that fit their learning style? A lot of times young people now, there's workbooks that are online formats. Um, there's a, a website that, that even my, my own kids are 10 and 12, and we use. It's called IXL. It's the letter I, X, and L. It's an online platform. You can log in from anywhere. And we use that. It's a worksheet-style kind of website because it's by strand where the kids are seeing each individual item as they go. And as they're going, though, they don't, they, we want them to write things down, but they don't necessarily have to do it. There's not like a workbook that they work from. It's all online and all the data is saved online. And so you're not dragging tech, you're not dragging the workbooks from place to place as you're traveling. You just need your laptop. You need an internet connection and off you go. Um, so the workbooks and the practice, especially if there's a particular area, you know, for young people, they're, they're, they're still trying to figure out decimals and how decimals work and place value or fractions or just even working with their times tables that, uh, you know, finding a way that works for them, again, fitting back to that learning style again. But there's different formats out there. For me, I love when they write things down. And if they, you know, for some of them, the online format works because for them it's much, much more visual and they can see it or they're watching a video and they, and they can hear it and they can see it at the same time. That makes sense. And if you missed that, we'll put that um, website, IXL.com, in um, our show notes as well. Um, and I'll also mention, um, whether the KT, you mentioned that previous show of ours that talked about how to determine what kind of learning you have. And I noticed, Mr. D, that on your website, that's a free resource um, um, at your website right now. If you sign up and subscribe to your list, then you have a self-assessment um, to figure out what kind of a, a math learner you have. Is that correct? That is correct, and it's something we've worked on. I'm I'm very you've heard me talk about learning styles a few times here, and it's really important to me because I think that for young people, that knowing how they learn, and even for moms, because not just how they learn, but how do you talk to that learner? So on through through my site, we have an assessment that we created. Um, and it's something that we put together, and I put it together over a lot of years of experience, but it's about working with 
how do you speak to your young person based on their learning style? And it lets the kids figure out what kind of learning style they have. It's really easy. It's 12 questions. It's, 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 a, it's, it's pretty straightforward. Um, we did work with a, a neuroscience researcher out of, uh, out of California who, who helped me get some of the um, structure of the, of the format together for people when they do the assessment. But it takes, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes. It's real quick and easy. That's awesome. So for someone who has elementary age road schoolers, for example, is there a one-size-fits-all math curriculum that you would recommend to start or any resources out there that maybe you could mention for someone that just really doesn't know where to start with an, with an elementary age road schooler? Um, well, like I said, with IXL, I love IXL. I think it's one of the best. Um, it's one of the best uh, resources for for moms to have. We we use it all the time, and um, my kids are grades. Uh, well, they were grades four and six, and now they're moving on from there. Um, but for me, that site because it's so definitive in being able to go, you know, item by item, and it lists things. I'm um, starting at pre-K, and it goes all the way up through ed, uh, up through calculus now. And they they've been adding on to it over the years. They also have things for social studies, science, as well as language arts. So for me, that one that's my favorite. Very cool. Quickly, um, where can I find that on the web? Um, that is, it's, it's the letter, so if you think about IXL, it's uh, the letter I, like Indian, X like X-ray, and L like love, IXL.com. .com, very cool. Okay. And, I, so and they do have a, they have a free trial, too, so you can check it out, see, see if it works for you. Very cool. Okay, so um, what is your advice for our listeners who um, just realized that their student doesn't have a basic understanding of math concepts, especially if they are potentially a middle schooler or beyond. Let's say road school mom is just um, taking her child out of school and realizes, oh, my goodness, this child doesn't know actually the basics of multiplication, division, or fractions. What then? Yeah. Well, the first thing, if they're in middle school, I have I have a great uh, a great idea for them, and that is Mr. D Math. That would be my first thing to recommend for middle school and high schoolers, even if they're working on strengthening the foundation. Uh, I think that again, it comes back to you know what I see a lot of times: a young person, they might be struggling with their multiplication tables or long division, and most of the times when they're having a problem with a topic. It's usually not that topic that they're having the trouble with. It's something from before. So a lot of times identifying what's inside of what they're doing. And one of the things that I really focus on in the beginning of any course we start with is the language and the words and how things are spoken to young people and breaking it down so you're not just showing them, um, you know, here's how to do something, but why are you doing it and, and what is it used for and where this might actually show up in your life in the real world. So, you know, it's, uh, it's looking for having them practice, but having them practice, but keep going. Uh, if they're in middle school, keep going because everything that they're going to see, it, it may be that they don't really understand fractions until they see something in algebra that deals with fractions and the way that it's taken apart from an algebra point of view all of a sudden makes sense to them from when they were, when they were trying to do it as a fourth or fifth grader. So for me, once they hit that middle school grade, just have them keep going. The thing, for, you know, to have them know their multiplication facts, that's a must. And, and it's as many different ways there are to practice that. And um, I'll be happy to give you guys all my contact info, and your listeners can contact me, and I'll give them as many different ways as I have to support young people in learning that. But once they have the add, subtract, multiply, and divide, the four basic skills of just whole numbers, 
then keep going and let them discover because most times things work themselves out over time for young people. As they start seeing some more advanced topics, it starts to make things make sense. Uh, I know for me, when I was a high school student, I saw things in an upper level algebra class that things from my earlier algebra classes, I really didn't get it. And then I saw it a year later and I was like, oh, that's what they were talking about. And then I may not be very clear about what the immediate concept was, but it started, things started making sense. And so I've noticed that for myself as my own learning is that a lot of times just having it, let it sink in for a little bit and have some time and let them start tying some concepts together. And that, especially as kids are getting older, makes a difference for them. I love that. I love that um, your reference to the math language. I mean, that really hits close to home for one of my um, my own road schoolers here in my house. Um and something else that hits home to him is this next question that I had jotted down, which um, I wanted you to answer for us, and that is, how much help should I be giving my road schooler? And this is my question because I've got I've, I've got the whole gamut in my household. So I've got an elementary, and a, I've got a third grader and a and a sixth grader in my elementary school this coming year, and then I've got an eighth grader and a tenth grader. So when I'm speaking in terms of elementary, middle, and high school. Um, how much help should I be giving my students? Um, and at what point, if any, should they be totally independent in their math work? Yeah, well, this might be a funny answer, but in terms of how much help you should be giving them is as little as possible. So all your moms out there are going like, yay! <laughs> but really, and why I say that is that, you know, one of the things I think, I think everybody, what we want more than anything is for, for our kids to be self-directed learners, that they do become independent learners. So a lot of times helping them is we sit down and we show them how to do something. And so, like, we'll sit there with them. We'll say, now you do this. Now you do this. And it's a lot of the how-to as opposed to letting them explore and letting them make mistakes and letting them figure out what they're doing. You know, well, well how did you get this wrong? So it's more about asking them a question if you're helping them, sometimes it's more assisting them. So they're showing you they're showing you their answer, and instead of telling them whether it's right or wrong, just ask them, well, how did you get that answer, and what did you do, and tell me about that problem, and and how did you how did you figure out how to do that? What what words made you think to add, or what words made you think subtract? And when you were subtracting, how did you do that? Did you go down? Did you count down? Did you count up? What are you doing? So that it always becomes a conversation with your young person. So you're not necessarily helping them, but you're actually allowing them to discover learning on their own. And that makes a huge difference. So um, for me, I, I love when students check their own work. I want them to go back and look things up. If they need to do their own kind of research, great, whatever that is. If they're asking people questions, great, that they get good at asking questions so that it all comes back to them. And I know when young people are, when they're younger, when you have your six and seven and eight-year-olds, that you know, they want you sitting by their side. Yeah, and I know my daughter was like that till this was the first year that she started to work a little more independently, you know, as she went from a 9 to the 10-year-old. Um, so, you know, they, they do want you to sit there by their side, and they do want you to do it with them, but just allowing them to make mistakes, I think, for them is uh, is a huge benefit because they can start to discover. And sometimes by seeing something you did wrong, it, it triggers a long-term learning that stays with you so much longer than if you just – said, oh, this is wrong, and here's what you do, and they're like, okay, and then they go on to the next one, and they do the same thing wrong again, as opposed to actually them figuring it out and seeing what they did wrong, and then they can tell you, and then you've got learning happening. So for me, it's as little help as possible. 
Oh, well, I am one of those moms celebrating over here. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so, That's great. So let's talk about summer because I've heard from a lot of my Road School Moms friends, myself, Mary Beth included, that although we have a different summer curriculum program, we're not leaving math out of the mix. So tell us, give us um, give us your idea. Is it okay to take a break from math, or do you think it's wise to continue going, bringing math down the road with us during summer um, uh, break? Well, I, you know, I think when you're on the road, math's around you anyway. So I think the conversation is always going to show up. Uh, is it okay to take a break? Definitely. Um, I think like with anything, there's there's a time to take a break. Uh, and even, um, you know, even if you think about someone who is exercising, you have to let your muscles rest so they can recuperate. And so that let, let whatever the work you did sink in. I think the same is true with math and with any subject really. Um, we do a full summer program, and a lot of our students are doing that because they, I have some students that they do their math class over the summer so that they don't work on it during the year. And then we have others that they are working through their curriculum and they want to keep going. So we get all of that as you, as you've seen with your listeners as well, that there's year-round school, homeschoolers and there's some that do it in terms of the season when it works for them. So for me, is it okay to take a break? I think so, absolutely. Are they going to forget things? probably and it's okay it's like you know I, I notice a lot of times even I talk to an adult and I'll start talking about and I know people will shudder but I talk about the quadratic formula and they're like oh right I remember that I don't remember it but I know I did it when I was in high school and I don't remember it anymore and it's like the first part of it you start to say it and it all comes back to them I'm like oh my gosh I remember it like it was yesterday now so Sometimes it's just that trigger, and once they get it and once they find that, that spot that lets them start to re recall it again, it does all come back. So taking a break, I, I think, sometimes is, is needed and even necessary so that students can actually take a break from something and come back to it and say, oh, my gosh, I actually did learn something, or now I, I can see my own progress from there. So, yeah, I'm all about it. If you have time to take a break, take a break. And if you want to do a summer program, come on, we'll do summer as well. That's good to know. So now I'm going to, I keep harping on high school because I'm that mom that's got one in high school and I just keep thinking, oh gosh, are we, are we doing this right? Um, what should our math goal be if I'm planning to road school my kiddos through high school? Mm. Well, I, I think most of that's going to depend on where do you see them 10 years after they finish high school? What are they going to be doing? Like kind of like you're like, you know, you're mapping out where you're traveling, mapping out their their life and what are they interested in? What are the things going to be? If they're going to college, you've got the college prep track and they're getting ready for the SAT or the ACT or whatever way that they're going to do their, their college, uh, their college career. Um, for other students, they may not be doing that and they may be looking at more of, of the technical kind of technical school or they're learning a trade. And for them, it's more about getting the math classes that they're going to need for those kind of, of, of curriculums or those kind of careers, whether they're going to run a business or they're going to be involved in having a, you know, having a job. I personally like people that run businesses. So I always think that's great when we get our entrepreneurship working. So any, you know, it's really more geared towards, where do you see where they're going to be 10 years from now after they're done with high school and, and what kind of an adult are they going to be? And then kind of look for, look from there and see, well, what will they need to do that will get them there? Oh, I love that. But, you know, again, we, we start out homeschooling, road schooling with this intention, and then we just kind of get on this um, 
get on this path and feel like we need to stay there, but it's really important. What you just said is really important to assess, well, where are we going? And that, now what do we need? I love that. Very good. Very good reminder. Okay, speaking of high school, tell us about Mr. D Math and what age range are your classes designed for? Okay, well, we start um, between grade six and seven, so we start at pre-algebra, so it's by the course. Um, my program is probably a little more college prep because uh, we take them through that track to get them ready for college. But for me, at the same time, it's always about learning, and it's always about the language of math. So we start at pre-algebra, and we go from pre-algebra up to pre-calculus. And once pre-calculus is done, in between there is algebra one, geometry, algebra two, and then pre-calculus, we also do uh, prep, prep work for the SAT or the ACT, and if we have requests for certain kinds of uh, test prep, we can create some custom programs for people as well. Um, and the classes are self-paced, so people can do them at their own pace, at their own time, and they have as much time as they need to complete the course, or we do a weekly uh, live class that kids can meet us once a week, and uh, we work with them on what they should work on for the week, and then they're back, and they have uh, all kinds of support during the week, and they come back and see us the next week. And again, the curriculum is uh, it's 100% web-based, so they have things that they can print out if they have access to a printer, but they don't need it. They can write things down, just use a notebook, and then they have the opportunity for, uh, we have pre-recorded videos that go with every section of the courses, and all their quizzes and tests are online as well. So that that way you've got, you know, wherever you are, you've got your math course. Um, and my college students now love it because now they're in college, they're taking their college courses, and they've got a math library they take with them to college at the click of their computer now. That's awesome. I love it that, it's, that it, you have the self-paced option. And I know um, our road school moms, one of the first things that there is going to come to their mind um, on the online classes, especially since you mentioned that there are videos that are available to them in those libraries. Um, can you tell us then, for a class that would meet virtually, how much data would um, a road schooler need to be able to access that yeah. class? Is it? It. Well, I'll tell you. I record. I record all my classes, so they're all recorded. And I know for me, when I record a class, um, the recording itself is about a hundred megabytes a class. So if you think about, if you've got a, a five gigabyte data plan, you know you're going to eat up a hundred megabytes each time. So uh, you can do 50 classes in a month if you have a, a five gigabyte data plan. But one thing, and I have a lot of students do this, um, uh, they're on the road, they're at a co-op or they're traveling or they're at grandma's house, wherever they are, they're in a hotel room. Um, but, you know, there's uh, there's these really cool places. There's about 80,000 of them around the U.S. And you, I have kids that do this all the time. They pop into Starbucks or Panera or somewhere like that, wherever there's Wi-Fi, uh, you know, you can use, use someone else's Wi-Fi and you're ready to roll. Um, so, you know, it, and it is difficult because sometimes I know I've got a student right now, she's doing a course and she's in Montana right now. And she, it's been, it's been tough for her to get to a place that has Wi-Fi where she can get on and get to the class. But even then we do record all the classes. So if you can't watch the class right then, you can always get to where, where you can do that. Or for some, you know, for some moms, if we need to, we can download videos for you and get it on a USB drive and we'll send it to you. So we can do that for people too. If they have a, if they're in a situation where they know they're going to be somewhere where their data is limited or they don't have access to Wi-Fi or, or, uh, or strong internet. Very cool. Very cool. Okay. So where can we find um, your resources online? Okay, well, um, my website is mrdmath.com, so it's mrdmrdmath.com, 
when you're on the website, what you'll see is you'll see each course, and it tells you about the course. There's a couple of samples on the, on the main website, but you'll see also on each of the course levels where you can go in into our curriculum site and demo all of the classes. So you can go in, check them out, look at the scope and sequence for the classes, uh, watch some sample videos. You can take quizzes. The kids like that and go in and play with it. Um, and really, you know, that way you can see if it's a good fit for your family. So you, you start, start with the main website at mrdmath.com. Uh, you'll go into any of the course areas and scroll down to the bottom of the page, and you'll see there where you can demo a class. And it takes you to our curriculum site. That is a, it's a username and password site. Very cool. I'm on it right now. Uh, is there anything else oh, our um, listeners need to know about Mr. D. Matt? Um, You know, I mean, if you've got individual questions, uh, we're, you know, of course, we're on Facebook, Mr. D. Math on Facebook and Twitter and all those good things. Um, feel free, email me. That's probably the best thing to do. And my email will come right to me. It's Dennis at MrDMath.com. Feel free to shoot me an email if you've got a question. Uh, I'm pretty good about getting back to you the same day. I do travel quite a bit. Um, I'm, I'm heading to St. Louis in the morning, so I'll be in, uh, on planes tomorrow. But, uh, but if I don't reach you uh, tomorrow in the morning, I'll get back to you tomorrow evening. So I'm, I'm usually within a day of getting back to people. Well, thank you so well, much for joining us. It's been so encouraging learning all about this math. Wouldn't you say so, Mary Beth? Nope. I was just going to remind our listeners, you know, Mr. D is um, is a podcast. He's one of our fellow podcasters here on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. So just wanted to remind you that um, not only does he have the, um, his wonderful resource over at Mr. D Math, but he also has a plethora of um, podcasts in his library as well. So hit yourself a, a couple of those replays and find out some more details about all this wonderful math language he's talking about. Perfect. Well, thanks so much, Mr. D, and we uh, hope to see more of you down the road. Okay, very good. Thank you, ladies. Thanks for having me here and uh, all the listeners out there. Thanks for uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks, guys. Thank I appreciate you. it. Thanks. Good night. Bye. Good night. Oh, I feel so much more confident now. <laughs> Listen to me. It just it only oh, takes minutes, us 15 minutes. It totally to... changed my world. <laughs> Suddenly, I feel so lighthearted. <laughs> Suddenly, I'm putting the math. Like I'm putting this. the math. I'm putting the math books away right now. Was that me two weeks ago that said we're doing math every day this summer? No, we're taking a break because Mr. D said so. <laughs> That's right. And P.S. You're on your own. <laughs> That's right. Do it yourself. Figure it out on your own. I'm going to get something to drink. I'll be back in a half an hour. Um, right. You know, it's so funny. Um, that he said, um, sorry, I got distracted. We, how many times has that happened during one of our shows? Um, I love that he said to assess where your child is going to be in 10 years. Because, KT, we've talked about this off the air. I've, um, I've made it no secret. My high schooler, you know, his math is not his strong suit. He can do it. It's a struggle. Um, but he hates it. He, I mean, he really doesn't enjoy math at all. He doesn't, even when he does, understand a concept it's not one that he enjoys doing it's just math is not his thing and I've said you know to myself and to you KT we've talked about it as I said you know he's not probably going to end up doing anything that requires him to really use a lot of math concepts strictly because that's not something he enjoys so why keep trying to like crank them down and you know it's like you can't cram that down their throat obviously they need math skills. I'm not saying that he doesn't need math skills. But I love that he 
you know, made that reference because if they're if that's not where they're going, you know, why why give them tools that aren't going to fit in their toolbox? You know, if that's not what they're going to be taking with them along the way, then why kill yourself, right? Right. I love that he said that too because, like, like I mentioned, we we just get so focused, and for some reason we get so distracted by um, what's going on in public schools or, or private schools. We just get so distracted by that curriculum, and then we think, oh my gosh, we got to do calculus, we got to do this, we got to do trigonometry. Oh my goodness, oh my goodness. But yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Wait a second. Do we do we got to? Maybe we do got to. That's fine if we do, but let's be intentional about this. Yeah, I love that. I love it. I love it. So everything we talked about with him, I've made notes, and we're going to get that in our show notes tonight. So if you're listening to this on a replay or even if you're listening to us live, and if you are, thank you for being with us. Um, but we'll be putting some of these resources that he talked about um, in our show notes so that you can click on them very easily over from roadschoolmoms.com. And I have to tell you, I don't know if you went on his website, KT, but I love it. There was one, I think it's like a, there's a, he has some six-week courses that are like reviews. I love that. That'd be perfect for um, my middle schooler just to kind of start maybe the year and see where his strengths lie and maybe where he needs a little bit more focus. Yeah, I do too. That's really cool. Oh my goodness. So um, what else is going on? What else we need to talk about? I don't know. I'm kind of worn out. Math wears me out. (laughs) I don't know about you. I feel the same way. <laughs> I, was, so next, I was full of it for a minute there, but now I'm done. <laughs> well, that time's gone. That's fast. It's time to go bake some bread. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, so next week we are going to be talking about science. We're going to uh, talk the whole hour about hands-on science specifically. And the next week uh, we are going to talk about icing your road school cake. And what that means is... Um, we're going to talk about extracurriculars that you can use in your road school for next year and ones that we recommend that are on our Road School Moms approved list. And then we're going to wrap up um, our official season of planning a road school year with a show about transcripts and portfolios and things like that. Um, our August shows are already getting full. We've got a show with a brain coach talking about some um, special challenges and special needs um, road schooling. And... Um, Gosh, I think we've got a preschool homeschool show already booked that month. So lots of uh, exciting things coming up at Road School Moms, aside from all the events that you and I talked about before at the top of the broadcast. Yes, absolutely. And I do want to recommend, um, recommend, I want to remind our listeners, well, first of all, if this is the first time listening to the show, welcome. We're so excited that you came to spend this time with us tonight or on the replay, wherever you are in the world. We're really excited to have you. We hope that you'll um, take a minute to um, post a review of our show, and Mary Beth will tell you about that in a moment. But I want you to know that if you have something we can pray for you for, then we are ready to do so. We actually have our own prayer team here at Road School Moms. This is a ministry for moms that are homeschooling on the road. And uh, if you have prayer intentions, you can just email them very quickly to rsmprayers, Road School Moms, rsmprayers at gmail.com. Your request will be kept completely confidential and will be sent on to our um, wonderful team of prayer warriors who um, can pray uh, on your behalf. So if uh, I encourage you to take advantage of that. So, uh, 
And uh, Mayor Beth, what happens with the reviews? Tell them all about that. Yeah, so if you listen to us on a replay over at iTunes, when you get done, please um, make sure that you give us a review when you get done. KT always talks about this, um, but I always love to remind you that, you know, this, how we got started here at Road School Moms um, was the fact that when you're out here traveling, and even if you're not traveling, you know, being a homeschool mom can sometimes be a little bit lonely. And so it's really easy to get discouraged and to think you're the only one dealing with whatever it is you're dealing with. Um, so whether you're having a good day or a bad day, um, you know, we want you to be able to come to Road School Moms and to our community, and to our private Facebook group, and over to our library and find something that will encourage you, um, even if it's just for a, a little nugget for just a few minutes. Um, that's what our aim is here at the Ministry of Road School Moms. And the way that you can help push us um, through iTunes to do that is by giving us a review. So whether it's four or five stars or less than that, that's okay. Just give us the review and then shoot me an email over info at roadtripteacher.com and I will send you the digital product of your choice absolutely free from our learning shop. Um, And if it is less than four or five stars, like I said, that's okay. But please do um, let us know what we can do to better serve your road school mom's needs because that is what we're here for. Perfect. Well, uh, I hope you join us again next week from wherever in the world you are at. Mary Beth and I, are, we don't know where we'll be coming to you from. I, I have a vague idea, but it's all, you know, Lord willing. <laughs> we'll see. So uh, until then, um, just uh, I just encourage you to have a wonderful, wonderful week. Absolutely. And mark your calendars for 9 p.m. Eastern time, same time, same place, next Sunday night. KTN will be right back here, like she said, from wherever in the world we are. And uh, until then, safe travels and God bless. This is Kimberly. And this is Mary Beth, your Road School Moms, on the road where education meets adventure. Until next time, we wish you safe travels and leave you with our traveler's prayer. Lord, be our guide and protector. Let those I encounter be blessed by my words. Let my hands be filled with your work, and may I be filled with your grace and kind words for others. May I be a light unto those around me on the journey ahead. Amen. Amen. This has been a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. If you'd like more information, go to roadschoolmoms.com.